0: Domenico in the room podcast with a very special guest. I have Sean Lally, the unpredictable one, ready to enter the Cage Titans cage July 10th at Cage Titans 48. Sean, man, finally got you on the show to talk about a fight coming up for you, man. How you feeling about the opportunity, bro?
1: I feel great. I mean, it's, uh, I'm psyched. I'm just psyched that things are Get back to normal, and we're able to put on a event with a full crowd. I mean, the energy in that place is just going to be insane. It, it sold out in a week. I'm sure some people have heard. Uh, that's the fastest they have ever sold out. Mike's going to have to get a bigger place soon. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. It's been it's been a while. It's been over two years since I stepped in the cage, and the uh, the fight two years ago was the one where I kind of had that freak injury and. Uh, so it's been a little while. Yeah. It's been a long and
0: time no, mis- you know, no, uh, uh, you know, you've wanted the action. You've had some fights fall through COVID, uh, you know, stepped in, but, um, you've been active as far as the other side of the coin, helping fighters out cornering fighters and stuff. So you've been in the game and able to kind of stay busy that way, man. How's that helped you? Has that helped you, uh, mentally in any way, as far as your own, uh, fighting at this point? Absolutely,
1: I think it's good to see both uh, both sides of it. You know, I don't I don't generally trust working with coaches that haven't fought themselves. Um, you know, not to say that there's not some really good coaches out there that maybe only had a couple fights and they weren't going to be a great fighter and they became a phenomenal coach. I mean, you see that happen a lot. But with that being said, I. Uh, I've gotten a lot of experience, you know, I've gotten to go out with Fabio Chiran. Um, He's had four fights over the last year, all the way up into the UFC and uh, take those walks and just kind of see things from a different perspective. And I think the biggest benefit that I got from it was I never stopped training. You know, I mean, I was the first thing I did, I was in my garage. I, I would work with my boxing coach and have my headphones in and he was teaching me virtually. You know, I was just doing shadow boxing for 30, 45 minutes straight and then start bringing the guys over. And, uh, I stayed, I stayed involved and I kind of, it allowed me to fall in love with martial arts again without the pressure of a particular opponent or a particular date or anything like that and just kind of start to round out my game a little bit and uh, work on some areas of opportunity over the last year.
0: Excellent. And, you know, you've got to network also. You've been meeting a lot of great, you know, promoters and uh, fighters and trainers Along the way, getting your name out there and, you know, in case you wanted a big fight. And all of a sudden, Massachusetts, the country, starts opening up. And Cage Titans is on the map again, man. And blowing up, like you said. Sold out in a week. Sean, how excited are you? We have fans. Uh, You've experienced no fans on the other side, you know what I mean? But now you get the fight. In front of fans, your first uh, fight back in over two years, man. How excited are you to walk down that uh, that cage Titans aisle into that cage?
1: I'm pumped. I, I love fighting at the Plymouth Memorial Hall. I mean, that that's the only place in local New England that I really would want to fight. And unless it's at the higher level, I kind of only would like to fight at Cage Titans. I mean, I think this is going to be my... It's either my 10th or 11th fight for Cage Titans, so I really feel like that place is home, the Memorial Hall. I love the energy there. Um, There was cool things about watching um people fight without an audience like i really i enjoyed it to a level you know you can hear the breathing and the footwork and you can hear the coaches on both sides so it definitely brings a different dynamic but personally as a fighter i fought on the contender series without really an audience you know there was a very small crowd there um so that was that was pre-pandemic when uh, before we even knew we'd be having fights without audiences. So I had, I got to experience it a little bit on both sides. I prefer the audience. I, I like I like the crowd. Uh, they, it doesn't distract me. It gives me energy. And, and at some point, I kind of just um, go into my, my personal space, and it doesn't matter really if there's a crowd there or not. But I like the energy of the crowd and just be able to put on a show for everybody and have everybody, friends, family. It's kind of a unique place where... Friends of different uh, past parts of my life and family yeah. and co-workers all meet under the same roof. And when when else is that going to happen?
0: Exactly. Well, let's talk about what's going to happen on July 10th. You are facing Billy Goff, a young up-and-comer. Uh, dude's fought nothing but killers his whole career. Um, he's coming into your backyard. Billy has fought for Cage Titans before. Uh, he's known there, but he's not, you know, Sean Lally at Cage Titans, man. What are you thinking about this matchup? I know you had a couple other names, and then Billy uh, came across the board, and he's definitely a gamer and, uh, you know, a striker at, at heart, man. What are you thinking about this matchup?
1: I like the matchup. I mean... First of all, Billy's a tough kid. You know, he's young. He's an up-and-comer. He's fought tough guys. He doesn't really have any particular weaknesses. I uh, I like the matchup. I told Mike before we ever got this fight that I wasn't really interested in fighting anybody who's a total who's a bum. You know, I it doesn't get me excited to fight those guys anymore. I mean, I'm at a point in my career where. I might make another run for the top level, or maybe I'll just fight locally a few more times and ride off into the sunset. I don't really know. I'm taking it one fight at a time. But what I do know is I need somebody who is going to bring the best out of me. And I thought Billy was a good opponent for that. I know he's going to want to come in. He's going to want to beat me. He's going to want to prove something. But I think he's, he's just a little bit too early in his career, and he's going uh, to see the difference when we get into that cage. And that's that's my belief on
0: that. Excellent. Well, Sean, you talked to—I uh, mean, you—you you retire, uh, retired once or twice, uh, but you know a rebirth of you with so much in your life and your training and your your new fire, man. You just spoke about maybe you'll take another run, uh, maybe you'll just fight locally. So, this is not this is not one and done for uh, Sean. And with a win, a dominant win over an up and coming man. Man, you're 30 years old brother I mean you're in your prime I mean you could do you can you know stay at your gym and and evolve that way and uh, you know just teach and and give your uh, give your your mind to to the younger or you can uh, go for that goal what's going on with uh, Sean I know you say one fight at a time but what's the heart and passion thinking in, uh, in Sean right now well I mean you know the dream has always been to get to the UFC and I'm not quite ready
1: to give up on that dream with that being said in the past, it was so, I, every fight I had to win, it was kind of really all all that brought me relief, all that really kind of, was. I, I would base my life and my success off of that, right? So it kind of clouded everything at times and never really allowed me to enjoy the moment of fight in and fight out. You know, I was always just looking to the next fight, looking to the next fight, looking to the next fight. And this has allowed me to really get back into loving martial arts, you know, I, I am uh, doing jujitsu again on a regular basis and have for like a year, you know, all I used to want to do was spar and lift weights. That's all I wanted to do. If I, if I could spar and lift weights every day, then I would do that. But now I'm really falling in love with the other parts of martial arts again. And it's no longer a chore. When I was on the Contender Series and kind of after that, I was, I was at a point in my life where it was kind of a chore. I, I didn't feel like I really, I just wasn't super, I wasn't focused the way I should be. So with that being said, I think this is a great, it's a great opportunity to get back in there and, and I feel good. I'm ready. I'm ready to fight. I just, I can't wait to compete. And like I said, this is definitely not my last one. Um, I'm not going to say I'm retiring again. I said that I did say it a couple of times, you know, a little bit, a little bit emotionally. And I did plan on taking a year off. Uh, that was, that was part of this whole plan. I, was gonna do the um, MMA fight with Muay Thai or uh, yeah. Muay Thai fight with MMA gloves against Shedrick on April fourth. That fight got canceled because of COVID, and my plan was to take a year off after that. Regardless, I had some opportunities to perhaps become a big part owner of the title boxing I was I I worked for, or I was gonna open my own business, which is what happened. And I need I knew I needed to focus on that stuff lay a foundation i see guys do it the other way around a lot of times where you know they fight until their 40s and they take damage to their brains and their bodies and this and that and then like by the time they're still chasing it they're still chasing it by the time that they uh they realize that their dream's not going to come true of actually making a real career out of this thing it's like kind of too late so i want to do it in the reverse a little bit i wanted to stop lay a foundation, focus on my family, focus on business. And now I'm in a position where, you know, I, I to a sense, you know, I bust my ass for my business every day. But in a sense, I, I can create a little bit of my own schedule and I can make sure I get my proper training sessions in and uh, I have a place to sweat every day yeah. if I want to get extra sessions in at my spot. So it's really, I just, I put everything in position so that I could have, possibly another successful run. And that's, that's where my mind is right now. Excellent. But it starts with Billy on July 10th.
0: (laughs) Definitely. True businessman, true fighter, uh, through and through with you, uh, Sean, great guy. Uh, you just, uh, all around, man, you're getting it done, brother. And I'm, I'm great to see it. Last question before I let you give some, some shout outs, man. I know uh it's you know it's been hard, but you got some uh gyms you're focusing with and really getting some work and uh just before, you know, last question, talk about who's been uh getting you ready for this uh for this opportunity and who you know, who you've been rolling with in the in them jujitsu sessions.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I um you know, I first of all I'm gonna just give a quick shout out to Mark Deligradti, Loco Lobo. Um they've they've helped me, you know, Get to where I am today helped me develop skills, and I have I have techniques and skills that I've built with them. Loco is going to be in the corner, you know. I'm still uh, team set your tongue, but this this training camp, I I knew I needed to make some changes, and I knew I needed to. Uh, and this was before I even had the Billy matchup. You know, I was kind of already in somewhat of a training camp. So I've been working at the lab with Brett Otiri. Um, we're doing jujitsu over there, and then I'm at Lowe's so I'm heading over there today to spar, and then I hit that place as well. Um, I work with a boxing coach, Michael Firacano. He's in Newton, and then I got a bunch of training partners. You know, we get some uh, team, teamwork in at my gym as well, self-combat in Needham. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. I've built a really strong team around me, and i got a lot of great training partners. I think i got, like, five training partners fighting on the Cage yeah. Titans card. So it's, it's uh, going to be an exciting night.
0: Excellent. Well, last uh, question, Sean, and then I'll let you give your shout out, sponsors, and uh, anything you want to say. Sean, 2.0, uh, 2021. Coming out of COVID and ready to roll, man, what do we expect to see out of Sean, the unpredictable one, on July 10th at Cage Titans 48?
1: Uh, I expect you to see a, uh, a, a new, faster, stronger, more methodical Sean Lally. And I look forward to putting on a show and entertaining you all through the means of violence.
0: Excellent, my man! Shout out sponsors, uh, social media, and I'll let you get the lozons and stop beating some people up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, shout out to all my teammates, all my coaches.
1: You know who you are. We we work uh, we work together every day. Um, sponsors, I got Elite Trust Construction. I got Fight Rub. Um, I've been sponsoring my damn self. So kill <laughs> kill combat gear, self-combat by Lally and them. come check it out. Come take a free class with us. You're welcome. Um, and and that's about it, man. I just I can't wait to put on a show for everybody. It's gonna be a great night.
0: Excellent, my man. Sold out in one week. Sean yeah. the unpredictable one taking on Billy Goff, July 10th, Cage Titans 48. We are back. Make sure tickets are sold out. But buy Sean's link to watch the fight, help him out, donate some money. It's great what Cage Titans is doing for this card and the fighters, man. Thank you so much, Sean, for the time, man. And I'll see you in, uh, in just about Thank two weeks. See you in two weeks, my man. Appreciate it. All right, you have a good one. Thanks, Steve.